What's good, everybody? I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the A1 Podcast, a show where we talk about games, anime, and content creation. We have much love for all three, but no experts in any. Regardless, we'd like to share our thoughts, opinions, and life lessons on each of these sections. Hope you guys will enjoy it. If not, it's all good. We'll still be breathing. But last but not least, A1 means staying on point, which is kind of the vibe that we want for the show. No negativity, no beta shit, no self lack of self-awareness. All we want is positivity, growth, and unrelenting confidence. But uh, before we get into our topics, I'd like to introduce you to my guest. He's been one of my best friends since high school. He's probably one of the most spiritually grounded people that I know. Luigi, can you introduce yourself? Uh, hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, Luigi. Known John from high school for a while now. And uh, yeah, we've always shared a, a lot of similar interests regarding like anime games. Bet, 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 bet. Do, do you want them to follow you in some way? I know the show's not really that lit. There's no cloud behind it, but you know, just in case um, you want to get I mean, like, if anything, like, I'm <laughs> gonna stream on Twitch, but it's just L and my last name, Shapanko. But, like, I, didn't I haven't know even you're gonna stream. I thought it was just your brother. He does, but yeah, I've been thinking about it. I bad, feel like bad. just because of the quarantine, like, just being, oh. like, staying inside, like, it's just a cool way to, like, link up with I, de- I definitely have to hit you up later on though because um i actually have some layouts that i made for myself i mean I, oh, I yeah? i'm not gonna use it for like streaming but i have some things yeah that'd be dope it's not gonna be crazy though um like i said i like the simpler layout like i'm just gonna go live and it's just gonna be me on my phone and then there's not gonna be any like you know fancy ass page that's saying starting soon or anything like that um that's fine i don't have any layouts <laughs> <laughs> you don't got any social media Oh, but I mean, I, I Instagram, but you know, I like to keep that like just for people. Oh, that... it's a personal one. You don't got a business yeah. social media. Nah, okay, nah, I feel nah. that. I feel that. Cool, cool, cool. So, as far as my opening statement goes, I finally have a moniker. In the previous episode, I said that I was just gonna remain unknown. Um, the moniker that I came up with, I don't necessarily know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna stick with it, but you know, I'm just gonna see what happens later on. But um, anyways, I am your host, Hidden Messiah, or Messiah for short. It's pronounced the way that it is because it rhymes with the word that means the chosen one or the messenger. Except I added the word hidden because I'm not trying to do my fucking job. I don't really care what you do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just make sure that you're aware and responsible with whatever decision that you make and I'll do the same. All right. (laughs) Um, But without further ado, let's get started with episode two. To start off with the gaming section of the podcast. Um, it's been a year and a half since the final installment of the Xehanort saga for the Kingdom Hearts franchise, so I think it's finally appropriate to actually give some concluding thoughts about the franchise before we move on to the next saga or whatever the hell he's trying to cook up. I forgot I forgot who made Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, this... I see you in the morrow, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, I did not do my research. That goddamn it. But uh, whatever. We're just going to keep it rolling. Um, so I think the better way to actually give our... I mean, I think the best way to give uh, concluding thoughts about the franchise would be a tier list. Um, keep in mind, this is just our personal tier list. You can have your own. We don't really care. We're just trying to make our own. Um, but uh, when it comes to this tier list, I think I think it would be appropriate to actually go in order, uh, story-wise, chronological order. So let's just go off one by one, you know, give our thoughts for each game. And then, you know, just give them sort of like an initial ranking. and then we'll 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 try to like do the official listing you know towards the end when we get all the games sounds good yeah that sounds good dude i freaking right. didn't realize that there's so many kingdom hearts games like side games until i yeah. see this list right now so 
right now I'm not covering um I'm not covering all the games. I'm just gonna cover the major installments. So I mean I don't necessarily know if Unchained X is actually considered a major installment, but it's not gonna be here. Uh zero point yeah. two breath by sleep is not gonna be here. Okay. But um yep, yeah, let's get started. Uh so Kingdom Hearts one. I didn't play this game, so yeah, you get to talk. You play Kingdom Hearts? Remember when I used to meme about it in high school when I was like, "Yeah, you oh, can't yeah, be yeah. the race. I cannot be the race." Definitely, for me, it's definitely one of the better Kingdom Hearts games, just because I feel like, I mean, obviously the battle system wasn't as fleshed out as like two or three because it was the first one, but I feel like story-wise, like it was a bit more concise than the other ones, even though. Kingdom Hearts still has a bunch of like plot holes that they need to address, but at least it was like the first one, so you knew that like a lot of things weren't going to be answered immediately. Um, but I feel like there was at least a bit more of a concise plot, and like the world building was still pretty good. I, I would put it like at least for in terms of Kingdom Hearts, like great for now. You want to put it in great? Um, so. I can't necessarily like combat you on this title right here because, like I said, I didn't really play it. But um, it was actually quite interesting when you said that you know this is one of the more concise Kingdom Hearts games. Do you think it kind of just benefited from the fact that you know it's the first one, so like yeah. nobody really took it seriously? Like it's just another Disney game, pretty much. I feel like, yeah, and like a lot of the things they introduced were, I guess, like because it was the first one when they introduced like a lot of like building with like all the disney worlds and stuff and the mixes with like final fantasy and um travis town like it was pretty cool did you revisit um, this game recently or nah this is all like from memory i i, I legitimately haven't played because i didn't play the final mix versions so i haven't played this okay in, like, yeah i didn't do either i haven't played this in like 10 years or something okay okay but um I mean, like, um, I mean, it, what what got you? What got you? In, like, is that your first? Oh wait, no, your first Kingdom Hearts game is Kingdom Hearts Two, right? No, no, that was my first Kingdom Hearts game. I got Kingdom it Hearts it One. Yeah. Oh, so what got you into the entire franchise, or at least like got you to want to actually finish it in the first place? I think like what got me into like, or me and my brother, because I'm pretty sure my brother was the one that requested it. But like, we were into Final Fantasy. Like, my brother played Final Fantasy Seven. And I played Final Fantasy VII too. I never finished that though. But we also played like Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X. And then when we saw Kingdom Hearts coming out and there was like the cross, like that was already interesting. Like Disney and Final Fantasy was like a kind of like a wild um, like crossover initially, just because it's kind of really different from each other. Um, and then the battle system was like, I feel like for the time it was like pretty smooth, you know? it was pretty good like and the being able to like quick cast between like magic and like attack which was just like x and then being able to build on your combos there was pretty fun um okay and so i just of, realized we're not going in chronological order in story i just went with like the releases yeah i made a mistake I'm sorry. releases is fine i feel like <laughs> that's fine um, i should have went with birth by sleep first my bad <laughs> now you're good all right and then i um, feel like in terms of story like Really, we're gonna there. discuss story, bro. It was just like at least it was like more like like I'm um, in general. It was more like straightforward than the other ones because they introduced it was, it a was lot. The first game, yeah, but they didn't. They introduced a lot, through. but they didn't build on things. Yeah, they didn't crazy. have to worry about um. Yeah, a, you know, like a predecessor. Or, I mean, so, 
yeah it was basically just like searching for Kyrie. yeah but you know ever since that that ending well i don't want to say ever since that ending do you think tatsuya tomorrow actually like got this story laid out hell no are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm just saying i'm just saying you know I'm, th- I'm not trying to hate on Tetsuya no more like that. I'm just curious. <laughs> I think he built the first one and he didn't realize it was going to pop off like this. And then, like, and then he just went from there. God, he took it way too seriously now that I think about it. But I don't know. It could just be me. Because um, I don't know what why he wanted to install three side, not really side games, but, you know, he wanted to expand the universe all like that much just so we can get the three I don't yeah really don't it was, know he expanded it like a lot yeah i don't know, I don't know. well I'll, I'll get into he that he sounds passionate but at the same time i can't really at this point i, I can't really defend him if he, if he's being called like you know somebody who actually milks his own franchise then i can't defend oh yeah him. i really Mars can't milking this franchise like crazy yeah man are you still oh wait um I'll save this question for the last. But anyway, let's uh move on to the next uh installment. Yeah, we're gonna go by the releases. So the next one is directly Kingdom Hearts two. Um, right? Oh no, yeah. it was a chain chain of memories. No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah, chain of memories. You're, you're right. It was chain of memories next. Mm. Yeah. I'm not even gonna look at the releases. <laughs> so if we get it wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, chain of memories. So I I'm pretty sure they never released the the PlayStation version. Until after two, no, yeah. So it was only like Game Boy Advance, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one that I played for a Game Boy game. It was still pretty fun. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty solid game for the Game Boy Advance. To be honest, I like the system with the cards. Um, I will admit I did not finish it, but the boss fights were pretty lit. I'm not gonna lie. Um, just because you're stringing up. Uh, certain combos but you have to do it as fast as you can with the cards that you have so yeah running out of card decks sucked <laughs> you had to... yeah it did it did yeah but, but honestly yeah, it, it benefited from it for some reason like i know kingdom hearts is kind of known for its flashiness but it was nice to just be a little bit more uh tactical with the way that you actually like move yeah i, I actually enjoyed that, that feature kind of good yeah um... i also like nominee um i don't like I'm not gonna judge the story to be honest. Um, if we were if we were considering story, everything would be in trash. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Really? I mean, it was yeah, kind of really just do. like very um, linear. Uh, you can make a defense for like maybe Dream Drop Distance because of Riku, but like, come on, dog. <laughs> Even Dream Drop Distance was, was uh, so no, bad, bro. Okay, look, one to skip, bro. <laughs> Here's the thing. When it comes to the story formula of Kingdom Hearts franchises, it's only really the beginning and the end that you need to care about. Everything in the middle is mushy. It doesn't necessarily matter in the grand scheme of things. And it hurts the story by a long shot. Okay? <laughs> There's no way you can justify the story. The you the mean story like game, so game to game? Yeah. It's so bad. It's the same formula. And it's the same thing with Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't know why they did that. But so it could same I, thing I, with Kingdom Hearts three, except the ending was also bad. Yeah. Um, I'll speak about this a little bit later more, but um, when it comes to just uh, because ga- I used to I used to want games where like I used to want a game where they had all the the shown in worlds all into one. Okay, wait, they did it in Jump Force. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying in a Kingdom Hearts manner, not like in a fighting game, like that kind of manner. Um, but now nowadays, I kind of think that that shouldn't happen just because there's a lot of corporate shit that would happen that would go through that. I think the whole Disney thing is probably the reason why Kingdom Hearts never really excelled in storytelling as much as it should have, you know. I feel Especially like they, what? I feel it's up? weird that they didn't capitalize on the Final Fantasy part of it more. Really? I mean, we didn't Especially really because they have Final owners. Fantasy. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I know a lot of the worlds are like Disney or whatever. I think the only like Square Enix get world that you've ever gone to was the World Ends with Fear. But that wasn't even in like, because I think pretty sure that was in Travis Town and Dream Drop Distance, or like that's not Travis Town. It's uh, wherever the main town is. I forgot it. Yeah, I know what yeah, you mean though. Called. Yeah. So okay, so Chain of Memories. Um, uh, I didn't finish it like I said, but I enjoyed the battle system. I like Namine. Um, it was a straightforward story in my opinion, still because you yeah, know it, I, mean, I think it introduced the organization. Going. Yeah, I forgot all of the names, but they were all pretty cool. I like the tower, the fact that you have to, you know. It, okay. it was a simple layout as far as, like, stage-wise, you know. I liked it. I, I I would put it in great as well. It's not my favorite, but, you know, I put it in great. Really? How about you? Look, I wouldn't put it below mid. I would probably put it, like, mid or great. Yeah, I guess. Really? Okay. I think it was okay. I think it was solid. The plot line was like okay, but we can put it in great. I'm trying to think of like which game deserves mid clearly in this list. I don't think so. Okay, I guess I'm cool with yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I think it's fine in mid. I, I won't disagree with that. Is that did I put coded? What? Oh, you have the coded game? I don't know why it's here, but I'm not ranking it. <laughs> no, you can, you can rank it right now. Just put it in trash. Oh my god! Like, I don't know well, anything about it. Well, <laughs> I've seen game. it. It was like it was like a random game. It's just it's a phone game, right? Yeah, I saw some speedruns of it. It was it's literally just like the same thing, except like they literally don't reference it at all. Basically, I, I, in any of the other games. Really? Yeah. I I heard that it had a canon ending. <laughs> the only uh, thing that mattered in that game was the secret ending in the uh, um at the end of the game, because apparently it matters in the story because it sets up uh, Dream Drop Distance, I think. Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't yeah. Know. Okay. 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 All right. So, uh, we're not gonna discuss this, but we can give some thoughts on it. So, Kingdom What's Hearts Two. Kingdom Hearts Two definitely Hearts favorite. Yeah. yeah. It can't like it's it's honestly I would looking back at it, it's probably my gateway to uh video games i'm not gonna lie i mean I'm like sure. yeah the battle it could be so it could be fun. crash bandicoot but honestly like i don't know kingdom hearts 2 those was are, like the one that got me you know really into video games <laughs> those are two very wild different games <laughs> crash it bandicoot. is but like hey i mean as far as like my personal experience with games i started off with the ps1 so crash bandicoot was like the best in that system for me um because I was a kid, like what else? What else? What else was in the PS One that was crazy? Like Final Fantasy Seven, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a lot of adult games in PS One that I can't play. So Crash Bandicoot was the, and maybe was Spyro there? I didn't get to experience Spyro. I think but, um, so. Yeah. I honestly can't tell what was on like PS One and what was on like I don't know like Dreamcast or whatever. Really? 
pretty sure Metal Gear is, is there in PS1, but yeah, I didn't get Metal to experience Gear. that either. But anyways, PS uh what am I trying to say? Uh Kingdom Hearts 2. Um what is it? Why is it your favorite for you? I think the battle system then was a lot of fun. Like the transitions when you ch- change forms or whatever with the drive build up. Um the movement was even better than Kingdom Hearts 1. For sure. Too. Like it felt a lot smoother. Um and like I feel like there was a lot more that there's like the story wise, there's a lot more you could do um, than Kingdom Hearts one because you went back to the worlds twice and it kind of like built up on like what you did in those worlds, like instead of just like being there and leaving. Um, yeah, I like you that actually too. saw what happened when you came back. Uh, I, I like that part. And um, in terms of like the ending, it was a lot more like. I mean, there were still things that, like, were left unsaid, but, like, it was a lot cleaner than the other games to me. Like, it felt like... It felt like, oh, this is, like, yeah, this is how this should end, and it came together. Like, My God, you really, you really like the story, huh? <laughs> I think, I mean, like, it was, like, a solid story in comparison okay. to the others. Okay. I, I skipped all the cutscenes. Even in my first playthrough, I loved the game. I still kept skipped all the cutscenes. <laughs> I mean, like, the middle part was, like, what you said. It's pretty much the same for any Kingdom Hearts oh, game. Oh, yeah. I think I think I world. did watch the, yeah, the world that never was. But I was I was so confused when I was fighting Xehanort as a big-ass fucking um, silver yeah. monster. I was like, why, why am I flying? And then, and then like, Xehanort was, like, a whole-ass freaking ship. And then he turned into a fucking Sith. I was like, wait, uh, <laughs> where was this? <laughs> I think it was cool and like they kind of like because he had like Riku's side story and chain of memories and then it kind of like showed where he ended up with and then like the resolution of like you fighting together with him and Sora at the I end. Don't I know thought that was nice. I guess so. Yeah. Um, um I love the mini games in Kingdom Hearts too. It's actually the only game where I actually cared about the mini games, especially for um Under the Sea. Whatever the fudge I Oh whatever, yeah, the one that was just like a song beat game. <laughs> I liked it. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I know it got a little bit of hate, but I thought it was. It was at least mid. I, I wouldn't go back there again, but it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> the Gumi yeah, ships too. They aged well, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if I go back to Gumi shape missions, but at the right, time I when like I played it, I, I didn't like it. But now it's okay. It's What's okay. Up? It just always felt like a chore to get in, to do to unlock a world. Yeah. Like, I never really liked it, but I didn't really hate it either. It was kind of like yeah. something I had to do in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, There's the minigame in, like, Dream Drop Distance. We'll talk about it later, but I think that one had was better. I think so. It was a lot shorter, too. Did you play, Did you play that? Uh, no, nah, I didn't play Dream Drop what Distance. What the heck? Oh, man. That was the only game okay, I Okay, so I'll, I'll take the floor on that. Because Dream Drop Distance is probably my favorite out of the entire... Um, really? I would put it. I would put it. I, would, uh, I can't put it over too. I just can't. But it's like, because uh, it had a, like, it had a decent story. I mean, no, not decent story. It had good character development. I have to put it over. I really could. I really. That's. <laughs> was it Riku's arc that was really good? Riku's arc. I wouldn't say really good, but it was very endearing in the end. Like I was actually invested. That's what I heard. Um, I was invested. I've I've played like very 
minimum of it just so i know like the battle system the battle system is never great. the battle system was supposed i heard it was like fun it was like really fluid yeah um, I, you were a fucking monster yeah. but like you know you're always a fucking monster in like kingdom hearts but i switched it up because i can I, I can go anywhere i can do anything it's crazy because um the flow motion was just like motion, yeah. amazing yeah they toned it down in kingdom hearts 3 but you know understandably so but um yeah in dream drop distance i could just like go wall to wall like you know and i was moving fast as shit because of that too so that was a very big uh positive for me um really i heard people said it was a little too much just because you're crossing maps like really fast yeah but i'm also the guy that likes the aerial world so it's like who cares like (laughs) oh i like i understand everybody has their own opinions but to be honest you know gotcha gotcha yeah, um, I mean, I know the plot generally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I hated that they added, like, they just re- revamped the Organization 13 with, like, the different timelines of Xehanort. Oh, yeah. Probably okay, I, I can understand that. that. About that. I feel like that's a part of the game that, like, everyone disliked because it was just like, what's going on? And I feel like from yeah, there, yeah. Kingdom Hearts got really confusing, even though it was already, like, kind of confusing. I didn't. I, I know, like, oh, yeah, in the end, they did build up the 13 one. Yeah. I, I understand that. I understand that. Um, Anyways, uh, after Kingdom Hearts 2, I know I put uh, Dream Drop Distance there, but we'll, we'll revisit it a little bit later. But I'm pretty sure after Kingdom Hearts 2, Birth by Sleep was released. I um, actually really liked Birth by Sleep. Um, Do you put it over Kingdom Hearts? Well, actually, let me give you... Well, what's your overall thoughts on it, actually, before you rank it? Um... I mean, the gameplay was pretty much the same as like Kingdom Hearts One. Uh, no, they revamped it. It was like I mean, yeah, it was, it's a bit better. But I mean, like it was pretty much the same as like any other Kingdom Hearts. Uh, but they had like oh, yeah, the was. shot lock thing, and that was cool. Yeah. And then like they had like the I, I don't remember they, what they had call different it. forms. Like, yeah, the forms coming thing. out of nowhere. Which I don't know how like, I felt about form. it. I thought that was cool. Like, and then you you knew like what certain like element spells or whatever would yeah to would trigger that trigger, yeah. like certain forms so that was fine yeah it was cool, um, it was cool. i thought yeah, yeah, I... oh my the... bad my bad let me just let you uh get your opinions out go ahead i thought the story for birth by sleep was probably one of the better kingdom hearts stories are you you played it right oh, yeah, yeah i did i actually finished it um i agree with that yeah like it was very like straightforward and like there was like a purpose for what they all had to do kind of and then it tied together at the end kind of well i guess did you like playing the same the same shit with like different characters though um like how it was like the same worlds with different perspectives uh i I could argue like yeah that was kind of like that was kind of meh repeat yeah it was a psp Uh, game so it was good for its time yeah for psp it was pretty good like i I love playing that game then you had like the arena too Mm -hmm. um I like how you saw like a lot of the development for the other um, Kingdom Hearts games through that, like how Castle Oblivion was formed, um, why like Roxas looks like Ventus. I thought that was cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I-, I thought that was cool too. I-, I feel like it tied things like well, and it cleared up good things well. Um, I don't know if I put it for favorite. It definitely it's put not. it like great though. I thought it was a pretty solid game, especially for PSP. 
Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, um I think. What's up? What's next? What came after that? It was uh Dream Drop. No, it was. Oh wait, uh, after days, Kingdom Hearts two, three hundred fifty. Yeah, I went ahead again. Yeah, I don't know the order at all. No, you're fine. You're fine. So I actually what? played this game too. Did you play this? Yeah. yeah. No. Wait, how <laughs> did really? you? How did you feel about Birth by Sleep? Yeah. Okay. Oh, how did I feel about Birth by Sleep? Um, I don't have much to say about it. I thought it was a solid game. I liked how Ventus held the sword. Um, oh yeah, that was cool too. Yeah. Um, I thought Ventus was actually the the coolest design that they've had in a minute. Um. I know I'm. I know I know I'm capping on that because you can make a, you can make um an argument for Roxas, you can make an argument for um. Uh, the final this the final secret boss in like Kingdom Hearts two. Uh, I know it's Terra, but I Terra Terra's like armor thing. Yeah, that was cool too. That shit was fucking powerful. Um. No, but uh, for for uh, Birth by Sleep, I really only liked it just because of those factors i'm I'm very shallow when it comes to just like <laughs> judging <laughs> if the game's good or not for me <laughs> yeah i mean i know i know the story was kind of like heartwarming especially with ventus and or everybody else because everybody got you got shitted on aqua ended up in the uh the world of darkness the darkness yeah and she had to be saved That's then Terra got his soul taken yeah Terra just lost his whole body yeah how many times did he lose his body because i heard he lost it a lot of times in like three as well or some shit i don't know three um no he came back and he came back he, he was always taken <laughs> he, he, he was getting still like by himself or something he was still taken over in three and then you just <laughs> had to go save him yeah okay okay but um i didn't i didn't necessarily like care too much about the the whole character development and story aspect in Birth by Sleep. I don't know why I wasn't necessarily as invested. Uh, probably because, you know, the new characters... While It was interesting how, you know, Ericus was actually betrayed by, you know, Xehanort. It was, it was nice to see that. Dude, it was crazy how you had to kill your own master in that game. Yeah. Because he wanted yeah. to kill Ben. Yeah. I know. Um... But for some reason, it just wasn't hitting for me. I might have to revisit it, to be honest. But I, I can respect that story. I think it actually set up a lot of uh, major plot points uh, pretty well. Um, yeah, it, it cleared I up can, a lot I, of I things. can see how people, you know, got their heartstrings, like, like tugged uh, for a few scenes on that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but moving on to 358 slash two days. Uh, how did you come about this game? I mean, I, already, I had the DS, and then I just saw the Kingdom Hearts logo slapped on, and I was just like... Really? Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I love Roxas, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I bought this because I had a DS, and I just didn't have any games to play. So I was like, sure. It's 40 bucks, I think. So it was either Kingdom it. Hearts 356 days or Talks. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I could have played Platinum, but then again, you know, whatever. <laughs> I played, I played Diamond, um, but yeah, I didn't want to play uh Pearl Platinum, so I, or Platinum. Uh, uh, no, Diamond and Pearl were the same, and then Platinum was like the remastered version or something. Uh, Not yeah, remastered, yeah. like it, was, it had more content in it, but it's the same shit. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was either that or Kingdom Hearts 358 slash two days. And it was Roxas, like like yeah, Roxas made an impression coming off of like Kingdom Hearts 2, so I can see 
I can see why I kind of decided to buy this game. All right, so how'd you it, feel about after playing it's, it? It's a fucking eh. It's eh, it's not it's trash. Eh. <laughs> because like Tetsuya has made worse. So that's why yeah, it's not trash. It could have been it trash. At its time it was trash. Um my god. I I, I can't even I can't even really blame the game though because it came out of the fucking ds um all right for a ds game like the combat was a lot of fun i know but like i want to say it's trash still <laughs> like but that shit didn't make that but like playing that game like half the time it just didn't make sense and then the ending was just kind of yeah. weird i don't even like the 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 entire format was i had to go fetch something and then i had i had to go like you're just doing like know. random. It, it felt like a game where you're just doing a bunch of side quests. Yeah. And then the and then the ending, like it was like when the main stuff happened, but it yeah. was like very like minimal content. Uh huh. And dirge of the of the thirteenth, or whatever soundtrack it was. You oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it held it up. I was like, yo, this shit hitting on a DS like uh, speakers right now. <laughs> like yeah, that, yeah that, that soundtrack was actually pretty good. <laughs> um. God damn! And then they, honestly, I was I was very excited of controlling um double wield Roxas. Yeah, when you fought, <laughs> but like Ranger. I I just lost I, I I just didn't give a fuck by the time I got there. I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm good. Um, man, so I'm gonna put it in eh because it's like, I mean, they already did a better job when it comes to just setting up a sad story with like birth by sleep. So I I feel like. Shion as a character was a really weird uh we didn't really need her you know what i'm saying but like we needed a trio you always need a trio fuck it fuck are they gonna do with just roxas and axel that's fine with me bro <laughs> i'm just saying no like they're forced to make a trio i don't know why they, i'm pretty sure the next installment there's gonna be another trio probably i mean Hopefully, Kingdom Hearts is still gonna go. It's probably just gonna be Sora, Kyrie, and Riku again. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, we'll talk about how the how about we think about the future later on because we still gotta get through three Kingdom oh Hearts three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna rank O2. Should we put it in trash? Let's put it in like mid. Okay. Even yeah, though even good. though it's not really a game, it was just like a DLC. It's kind of just like yeah, yeah, like a DLC type thing. Yeah, you know, did it? It didn't actually like showcase what Kingdom Hearts three gameplay would be, even though people thought it was. It was just cool. It, it was just kind of showcase what the graphics would look like. Yeah, it was an extension of Birth by Sleep um, gameplay. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm not hating on this game. I was actually hyped when it first came out because we finally had something. But yeah, I I can forget about this game to be honest. Uh, I don't want to return to it. Yeah, it kind of just felt like DLC. Alright, so is it really trash, Kingdom Hearts 3? Are you kidding me? I didn't play this game, <laughs> so you have the floor uh, on this I, one. I, I just felt <laughs> mad because I binge played it, and then... No, but like, get your get your feelings out here, okay? Fuck right, your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's, yo. <laughs> the shit was probably... Mid. Probably some mid, yeah. It's mid. <laughs> it's not trash. <laughs> I the gameplay, this game. the game was still kind of fun. I thought the Disney like theme park rides. It Trash. was 
It's interactive, but it just looks super weird in Worlds. It's interactive. Oh my god, come on, Luigi. Like, like, it's, it's, it's like, a like, cutscene, like, Luigi. <laughs> I mean, like, you can skip the cutscene, but, like, like, like you when you play it, like, it's a different, like, type of gameplay or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just really weird. Like, it could have gone, I could have gone without it. I wish they kept the reaction commands from Kingdom Hearts 2. Nah, only Roxas can have that. <laughs> that shit was a cutscene. <laughs> that was an actual cutscene. Uh, only <laughs> only Roxas can have reversal. Nobody else can. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's his own game mechanic. Even though I don't know why, I don't know why game mechanics are like part of the lore, Loki, because it doesn't make sense. Like, did you, did they explain why why Sora has shot lock? Is it because of Ventus? I don't know. <laughs> i'm like i didn't even know these mechanics were actually like you know story like story driven too as well i thought we were just like getting a bunch of bullshit I didn't Man, think reversal, was, reversal was so much fun too you'd just be hitting triangle and like freaking 316 <laughs> but, across from nobody <laughs> for like and no then reason i can't do it anymore because <laughs> because rocks is wait is it because he doesn't have rocks anymore oh my i'm not gonna even go i don't know yeah, Oroxus was the only one that had reversal in three. It's crazy. Did he have reversal um, three? Yeah, when you get to control him in the DLC, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't yeah. played the DLC yet. Are you going to? Um Yeah, probably. Honestly, okay. Um, so I haven't played three, but I think I'm kind of prepared and ready to try it out i'm not gonna go out my way to buy it but if i do get the chance to do it i'll probably finish it um initially i didn't want to buy this game well for two reasons one i sold my ps4 well before this game even came out yeah Um, and reason being i i didn't think there was going to be another ps4 game that would actually like make me regret selling it like i don't know why i had a very i had a very dark outlook when it came to the ps4 i don't know why yeah, I remember um, we were talking about. I feel like there weren't that many good games that came out, anyways. After you sold it, it's kind of just like Horizon, and uh, I, don't I don't even. Know. I, don't uh, know if you I heard good things about that game, and it's coming out for PC, so I might get it. But I don't know. I don't really know. Well, but um, yeah, Horizon. Horizon's coming out for PC in August. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're finally um, making their PS make uh PlayStation's finally letting go of their exclusives. Um, hopefully they let go of Bloodborne, but I don't know. But anyway, um, when it came to like Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, initially I didn't want to play it just because I was on my feelings. I didn't think I was going to give a fuck about this game. Espe- especially since like I was part of the fandom when it came to just like trying to understand the story at the time. You know, I really liked the fucking theories. I really liked every content creator that made you know a timeline for the franchise it was like the way that they explained it the franchise it looks so amazing <laughs> it's you mean like, like oh those, like, shoot 13 minute kingdom hearts and 13 minute videos off youtube or something it was 13 minutes that shit was an hour i, I watched know. that it was an hour? <laughs> uh, I watched um oh man i remember uh, i don't remember too much about you know how i felt when watching i remember uh watching it and then i still didn't know what kingdom hearts was really yeah because oh, man okay uh 
I wish I could explain the story again. God damn it! But I'm not. I'm not gonna watch an hour video about Kingdom Hearts anymore. I'm good. Um, for three, I heard that the boss fights were great. Um, as far as like the way that they're designed, if you put it in the right difficulty, then you're gonna get. Um, you get a. You're gonna get a good enough fight because, I think personally, for me as a gamer, uh based on like the games that i played especially like from soft games i'm always really interested in just learning about boss patterns and then trying to optimize and then trying to you know come up with like certain strategies on the fly right on the get-go so i can beat the boss and stuff like that and i think from what i've heard from the kingdom hearts 3 dlc they've done just that um especially with the what is it for the dlc it was it was the organization 13 like like there was a there was a hub where you can just fight all the bosses. Yeah. Like, whenever you Something yeah. Like that. So that looked really interesting, and also for the secret boss for the DLC, which I forgot. I don't know. I don't. I don't know when I'll get this game again, but I'm actually kind of excited for it. So before we wrap up the main top, the main topic, how do you feel about the future of Kingdom Hearts? How do you feel about it? Just you know, this this is where you can you know spell out your feelings. Do you care about this shit? Do you care about this shit? Well, I mean. I feel like, I don't know, like, I, it's hard to say. I heard the DLC like, cleared up a lot of things that should have been ended with the Kingdom Hearts 3, like, without mm -hmm. it. So I heard it was, like, a bit better. Um, without knowing what the DLC is, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I feel like, from what I've seen, like, there wasn't really a resolution um, that I felt, like, satisfied with. It kind of just opened a lot more questions. Um, are you still gonna care about the story come on be just join the club i mean luigi. without like <laughs> in terms of like story yeah but i mean join the club luigi come on gameplay <laughs> um hard to say you can block in the air luigi come on i don't know how they i don't know how else they're gonna change up the gameplay i feel like it'd be cool if you could do like more combo based moves kind of like a hack and slash yeah. Instead of just like them adding on like like gimmicks like the Disney rides or whatever. Do you think um, they're gonna make Sora forget his memories again, and then we're gonna have to start all all over? Ah, no. They need like oh well. There was a secret. I forgot the secret ending for Kingdom Hearts three. Um, he the one where the they world? no no like besides that one. Ah, uh, sorry. Like the one where they showed like the, the I forget what his name. Yeah, the box and the guy that uh, was Master Zigbar, Masters? and he was like oh, certain of Master of Masters. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was, thought uh, like Luxu or something. I forgot. Luxu, yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. All right, you know what I don't get though? Like, what? How are those old masters alive? Wait, what are you talking about? I'm very. Have you ever played the phone game? I'm, I'm guessing not. I played I played Unchained X. I thought it was cool, but I didn't know it had a really big story behind it. Like you know how like when there's that cutscene where it shows Luxo with the box and then he calls the other masters from before. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm like wondering like time travel. How are they there? Is it just time? Are we just comfortable with the fact of time travel now? Yes. I love get with the pro. Yeah, Dream Drop Distance introduced it. It's it's everything. <sighs> everything is you know. Like, how do you say it. everything is up for grabs? I hate it. <laughs> Tatsuya can do whatever he wants, and I'm just gonna accept it. I'm gonna be honest with you. 
like introducing you, look, time travel you could have... has like very good little returns yeah if i hear look if the next saga if i hear any more fans <laughs> getting mad about the story i, I mean i'm already why. i'm always mad at the kingdom hearts story you i can't just play save it because this I'm franchise you can't save this franchise story wise okay you you could have everybody could have boycotted three or the rest of the games before that like after two you knew he was not giving out the same content that we, we were supposed to, well actually no he kind of tricked us with birth by sleep and maybe 350 yeah, birth by sleep seems like we were heading in a good direction yeah but you you honestly could have stopped this man okay <laughs> you should have stopped him after dream drop distance <laughs> but like okay but like it's still my favorite game but i understand how anybody would be really mad about the concept of time travel and that but <laughs> you could have stopped this man <laughs> but now man, you know man's just making can. profit out here okay you can't beat you can't beat Tetsuya no more you can't it's 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 like um, it's like Game Freak, you know. I I don't know much about Pokemon, but all I know is it's gotten it's gotten to a point where Pokemon is just very enjoyable for the way that it is, and nobody's gonna care about that. At least majority of them, you know. Yes. Like if, if I had a kid, I would buy a Pokemon. I don't care how trash it is. I'm just saying, <laughs> he's gonna enjoy that shit. <laughs> I on. guess. I feel like you don't play Pokemon for the story because you know it. I mean, like, to be fair, you know how Kingdom Hearts is going to go for half of it. Wait, are you but saying like, I don't play Pokemon? Pokemon I said, for like, the story? You don't really play Pokemon for the story. It's Who like does? <laughs> but I'm saying, like, Kingdom Hearts, like, yeah, it's the same, like, for most of it. Like, you're just going world to world, but, like, there's an overall plot to it. We just always. We're just always nah. missing every time, bro. Bro, nah. Just, just because everything is in the same world, like everybody lives in the same world and they got their own story, doesn't mean like you should. <laughs> you should. How do how do you explain this? Um, it hasn't necessarily gone that merit where, you know, it actually has decent storytelling. Like I already told you, the formula for Kingdom Hearts, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna change. It's always gonna be beginning and an end, and then the middle is just whatever. Because they have to. Like, I don't know why. They're just stuck in that. Like, I think they can that's make just, like the formula they set up for themselves. I don't know, man. Like it's, it's like the whole like gimmick with Kingdom Hearts, like exploring Disney Worlds. I don't know. Uh what are you even what am I even trying to argue with this? Cause like the whole poke that, that kind of fucked me up. Cause like Okay, Pokemon can't necessarily be compared with Kingdom Hearts just because of story. Hmm. I mean, yeah. like, I feel like... I don't know how I feel about that. Pokemon's set up and, like... To be the same, but, like, you just have different types of, like, regional Pokemon. Kingdom Hearts, like, yeah, it's set up that you'll end up doing, like, the same thing where you just go world to world, but, like, there's still, like... A pretty big like overall story that they always try to push on i think kingdom hearts 2 did it kind of okay um and i feel like kingdom hearts 3 just kind of missed with me at okay. least which is why okay. I, I put it in mid honestly yeah you know what i agree with you he he is setting up some stuff especially with the mystery box i yeah. think I it's hope... setting up stuff right now yeah but i just don't know where I... it's gonna go I hope Tatsuya let, lets go of the Disney deal. I know Square Enix is not going to do it. 
but let just let Tetsuya make his own shit. You know, he has he has a lot to work on to be on. I mean, he has a lot that he can work with. He doesn't need Disney, man. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. He doesn't need Disney. Just give him Final Fantasy. Nah, That's dude. All. I need I need to fight alongside Goofy in my party, Shut bro. The fuck up, bro. Mean, bro. <laughs> Yo, when Goofy went down in Kingdom Hearts two, when he got hit in that in the dome, he got domed with a rock. Yo, yo, shut up. <laughs> my, my 12-year-old self was like broken. No, I was no. like, yo, are you going to fight the Heartless? Bro, I'll fucking avenge my son, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> bro, okay. Um I don't know. I had like when I was really hyped up about the Kingdom Hearts 3, you know, when we were just waiting and waiting and waiting, I was trying to think up of of ways to actually make the story better. I wish I actually kept those ideas. But like yeah, essentially I just wanted I just wanted Sora to be transported to a whole different world. And you, you can reset his powers too. But um I wish the the ending to Kingdom Hearts 3 was a lot darker than it could have, you know. Like if he wanted to continue on to the next saga, I actually wanted Sora to like fail. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like in front of Kyrie or something like that. And then do something where it's kind of reminiscent of one where they kind of just separated from each other. And then it's like, I don't know. I don't know what you would do, but like I wanted the final scene to just be like Sora and Kyrie just separating again. But this one is like a little bit more intense or something like that. I can't I can't really like I don't know. I feel like it just needs to be a new I mean, with the conclusions of Xanark. Like it should have failed adventure. Really? You should have failed. Come on, dog. That shit would have been Because then we would never have been done. I feel like if he should have failed, it No, okay. You can failed. still end Xehanort, right? But here's, like, I didn't want Xehanort to continue on. I wanted Master Masters to be the next villain. But, you know, when I say that Sora will fail, I wanted him to, like, sacrifice something great just so he can um, end the Xehanort saga. But he would still come off losing, if, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he kind of did. Oh, yeah, because, like, he got transported to another world and shit. But that shit was not intense. It was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't lose much. Let's be, let's be honest here. Like, if he lost his memories, if he, if he got his arm chopped off or some shit, <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> that shit would have been better. Nah, but he lost, he lost Kyrie for, like, five minutes. You can lose. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Honestly, in the ending, they fucked it up because they showed Cor- uh, Sora and Kyrie in the Destiny Islands again. Didn't they? Um no. Or was it oh wait, no, he disappeared eventually, right? Yeah, it was that was just like I didn't get her it. Her own like imagination. Oh, it was an imagination, huh? Okay. Yeah, you know like, what? It was, her own, it was like her own thoughts. Okay. I mean that's cool. I wanted it to be darker. You know, let let the let the franchise grow with the fans, you know what I'm saying? But honestly I can see how it can get new a new fan base again i can see it getting a new fan base so it doesn't really have to grow with the fans that sucks because his games releases come out so long <laughs> 2008 was like kingdom hearts 2 right uh yeah we waited for uh 12 years 12 years like i'm pretty sure it's not years. 12 years i'm pretty sure we waited more than that i don't a think lot. it was 2008 it was like i think it was 2005 there. i'm gonna be honest with you it was 2005 oh. i could be wrong it was really old. Kingdom Hearts 2, not the final mix. Like, Kingdom Hearts 2 original one. Um, but yeah, so um, I wish Tetsuya Nomura the best of luck with whatever he's going to do in the next saga. I, I would advise anybody in the fan base to just, you know, just have a more open-minded perspective on it. 
I don't necessarily want to toxic. I don't I don't want to don't don't carry the toxicity like in the future titles to be honest, you know, just just open up your mind a little bit. Um like, Yeah, I don't actually hate it as much as I lead on. <laughs> I still like yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm just upset with the ending a bit. Yeah, I know. I know. But like I said, you know, get your feelings out the way. This shit's mid. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just mid. <laughs> These are the official tier list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for those of you, because like you can't necessarily see the tier list, but we have Kingdom Hearts 2 all the way at the top, as expected. Um, for great, I think Kingdom Hearts 1 would be um, the best representation of like what's great, uh, of like you know, the title that deserves the, the great uh, tier. And then for mid, uh, you know, Chain of Memories. Chain of Memories is probably mid. And then and for... The DS game and then trash everything else, a- anything that's mobile, anything that you know, even the web browser game too. Fuck that game. It's um, a web browser game. Yep, there's a web browser game. I don't know. You can search. I it don't up even yourself. know. Yeah, yeah. There's a web browser game. It's it's canon as fuck. Um. All right. So next up on the gaming section of the podcast, I'm just gonna give you some quick tidbits. Um, you don't necessarily have to give uh, a full-fledged opinion on this one. Maybe like you know some quick thoughts on it, and then we'll just move on. But for the first quick tidbit for the gaming section, uh, Valorant. Um, I know that it's it's really hype right now. I'm very ignorant about the esports scene because you know shooters are not necessarily my thing. RTS strategy, you know, those games are not necessarily for me. But I would like to you know expand my palette, I guess. So. I guess for somebody who doesn't necessarily care for shooters, um, I don't know. How would you recommend this game to me? Um, I feel like it really depends. Um, I think it's a lot of fun, even if you play casually, especially if you have like a group of friends you can play with. Um, just because you have to communicate a lot with it. It's definitely, it's definitely at least like worth a try. Um, I can argue that anything that you can play, like if whatever game it is, if you can play with friends, it'll always be good. Yeah, it's it, it, like it depends like how like intense you are on like grinding out like ranked games or whatever. I don't know. Like I I don't know, but my argument is that you can't necessarily say that the game is good because you can play with friends. Like anything that you can like if you can play like if you can play anything with friends, it's always gonna be good. In my uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. like in terms of <laughs> gameplay, like if yeah. you as a tactical shooter, I think it's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, the utility kits that like each champion or agent i should say has um just like pretty different from each other besides i think like one or two characters um Mm -hmm. and i mean league of legends does a pretty like riot does a pretty good job of uh like updating like in-game like purchases you can do or like listening to people's uh like nurse and buff requests um so they're Mm -hmm. like pretty frequent updates um is the community awesome Nah, community is kind of toxic sometimes, to be That's honest, because it's like it's expected, honestly. putting it Bunch pulling up with like CS:GO people and League of Legends people because your accounts linked to Riot. Okay. Um, but I mean, like honestly, like kind of whatever. Like I've met some like pretty nice people online too. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think wait. that this game has the longevity to last? Um, you know, yes. to last the type to last past the type. I think it does. I think the hype died down a little bit. Um, I mean, the beta came out in, like, what, March? Um, mm-hmm. But it's still, like, I think in terms of games, still, like, the t- 
top three games played on Twitch, like watched on Twitch right now. I think League of yeah. Legends is number one. Okay. But when it comes to, I guess, longevity, you you know, one of the factors that a game has to have is, you know, its uniqueness, you know? And I know, I know a lot of people trolled about this game, and I trolled about it, too. It's, it's, it's just CSGO with fireballs. But, you yeah, know, tell me different, really, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, Let I me feel like if you, you like CSGO, like, and CSGO has such, like, like, so many people still play it. Like, you should like Valorant um, because it's basically CSGO. Like kind of with like more to it, you know what I'm saying? Like you can do a lot more just because of like abilities. The only thing I would say is a problem with Valorant are probably the maps right now. The maps mm-hmm. aren't very they're not that very different. I I feel like and I haven't even really played CSGO, but like I feel like the CSGO maps what I've seen, like are a lot more deep like they're a lot more like interesting, like with the like Valorant maps are pretty straightforward. Um, okay, um, I might like it to be honest as somebody who doesn't care for shooters because I did see some gameplay from some streamers for it, um, specifically Mango, because um, Men- Mendo, no Mango. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's not necessarily like the best at it, but you know he plays it enough. He plays it a lot, but um, from what I've seen on his streams, I don't necessarily have too many too much of a problem with maps. Um, but I will say that, you know, even though there are power-ups, uh, there's some cool power-ups. I think it still just boils down to just, is your, is your aim really that good? I don't, I don't think the powers really do much to actually set it apart from CSGO is what I'm trying to say. You I know, think it's, it, it's, it's nice, but I, yeah, it still boils down to just, can you get this shot? Can you peek out this corner and then get this shot or something like that? I mean, yeah, like, that's probably the most important thing. like, your aim, and then, like, how well do you know, like, the maps and, like, where people normally, like, hide, mm-hmm. like, counter-strafing. Um, Actually, I, I really like uh, some of the heroes that... <sighs> Who's the one that throws, and then there's, like, a fucking hurricane bubble that comes out, and then he should... And then that character can also jump really high. Oh, Jet? I guess so. Yeah, the one with, like, the knives? I think so. Yeah, know. she has is like white hair. That, is there a character that can shoot through walls? I mean, everyone can shoot through walls. Really? On like, yeah, depending on like what wall it is. Like, there are certain like materials and like thicknesses that you know if you shoot at a wall, there's gonna be like a bullet penetration type of graphic. And if it's like really dark, like you know, like you wall banged, and then if it's like very light like you know it's probably not going through and then you can see them like when you buy your guns it'll tell you the uh bullet penetration mm-hmm. on each gun so a lot yeah. of times people will, like pre-fire into walls too, okay because of that i also watch um uh how do you say it? um i also watch the uh, variety streamers um play valorant too as well um because you know they're how do you say they're their skill in, in like that game is not necessary. It's it's probably more of like what you'll expect from me if I ever pick it up. Is is what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm definitely gonna die a lot, but I like the fact that I can regenerate. <laughs> I can just like come back. So that's yeah, like cool. like on it's, it's not a BR game. <laughs> I'm just like nah, sitting nah, down yeah. on my phone <laughs> until. Well, no, they're switching it up because you know you can res your um teammates now. So you only with oh for BR games, yeah. Yeah, you can res now. That was actually a game changer. Like um, Warzone, 
hyperscape yeah. and like apex because yeah. if i'm gonna get used to a shooter i need to come back i don't give a fuck how many times i die honestly like going into valorant like i thought i wouldn't enjoy it that much because it's a tactical shooter and it's like a lot slower than like games that i played like apex cod or whatever really like, yeah because like you have to hold positions a lot um oh, it's I'm basically just search and destroy <laughs> You know I'm, bro, I'm running through the entire map. Fuck it. Like if you're if you're attacking, then like yeah, you can like kind of go off and just like uh like peek off corners that people would hide when they're defending as you go, and that's probably mm -hmm. like how you should be unless they're, the defense is just rushing at you. But if you're on defense, like you're gonna be holding positions like a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see that. Um, I'm not. But gonna yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna take that um strategy though. If I ever play Valorant, to be honest, run and gun it, Bruh, <laughs> I need the crackhead shooters, bro. I need. I'll play Call of Duty or some oh, shit. It's kind of <laughs> hard to do that though, just because like when you're moving, like the bullet accuracy, I know, drops I know. like crazy. Yeah, I have to let go of my ego because like that's that's probably like the biggest reason why I don't care for shooters because um, I like when I play something like Sekiro, I apply the same um mindset when it comes to just you know some of these shooters because i i just want to be in the cut like i just i just want to fucking box if you know what i'm saying no yeah no, i don't want to be i don't want to wait for your for fucking attack i'd rather just attack and then just react to i mean there there are like agents in the game that are like meant to be like entry fragging for the team and stuff like that mm -hmm. so i mean they'll they'll be doing that they'll like for at the beginning of the round they'll just start going off okay all right, we, we we spoke about uh, Valorant too much. Let's move on to the next news. All right, so this one, um, this one's a little bit heavy, I guess, but I thought it would be actually interesting to discuss because it kind of relates to Kingdom Hearts Two fandom as well. But uh, it's actually Last of Us Two. Um, I know you haven't played it, but I think yeah, you have a bit of an idea of like how everybody has been treating it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah i don't i mean yeah. i don't know what to expect i haven't played it yet because i've been holding but you want to it. too yeah i do want to yeah yeah sure. but um anyway the article that uh that i kind of want to bring up to the podcast is this this was um it's, it's still a pretty recent article it came out in like july 6 but it essentially kind of just boils down to how the fan base is kind of just going through lengths at like really criticizing this game to a point where they're actually you know giving death threats to a lot of these actors that don't have oh anything to do with the writing whatsoever um a lot of these kids are really hurt they are really Gamers hurt a whole bunch uh, of well, how do you feel about I, it i don't know like how you can get really invested into something like that to send death threats to people i mean people need like, uh, a lot of people need guidance you know what i'm saying like honestly for the past few months i've just been learning how you know, how how misguided so many people are even me you know i've been taking the time to just like sit back and just like try to improve myself make sure that i'm not necessarily as toxic i just feel like person. unless a game just threw out some wildly nah I, I don't care i don't care how bad a game is you should not let it ruin your fucking day yeah that shit's weird as fuck it's not i don't that care and i heard like at least from like people that i know that played it the ending really wasn't that bad. It's mid. Like I yeah. like I, I, I told you in Kingdom Hearts 3, get get your feelings out the way. This this game's mid. It's not that crazy. I heard it was still like a good game, but like I heard like I heard it was it's definitely like past that mark. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you can't get like with with the team like Naughty Dog. You can't. Dog, you can't make yeah, a bad yeah. game. You can't. It's just it's not possible. I know just like a bunch of incels getting hurt or whatever, but I don't know what that really means. Now, nah, look, I understand everybody's trying to justify how bad the entire ending is. I can understand that, but like, bro, why are you putting up pitchforks over this game, bro? It's it's it's, it's a virtual. It. It's not real, okay? At least not real. Calm your fucking ass down. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh my gosh. Look, in the future, it doesn't matter how big a game is. I just hope that, um, you know, future parents will... Because, look, this is setting a pretty bad example for, like, video games. Because for, for the longest time, video games have always been, like, trying to fight for the fact that, you know, it should, it should deserve to be in the same level as, like, you know, shows and everything else. Because, like, um... We're still trying. We're still trying to get past the fact that everybody thinks video games will make kids violent and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? We're still trying to get past that, and that shit's weird. And this kind of shows it. Like this is a bad look for video games. Like I can see this being an argument for you know generations to come. To be honest, really, so, I, I mean, I don't know if it's that deep. I feel like it's just like, I mean, a lot of people like love Last of Us One. Bro, they're, they're, really they're threatening to kill fucking. They're threatening to kill Abby, bro. The, the actress. What, they what they've done is that the actress that played Ellie. Yes, they're threatening to kill Abby. Yeah. I'm so curious what they could have done that would have pissed off as many people. I'm almost a hundred percent like sure that once I play it, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, this wasn't that deep at all. All right. Anyway, um, moving on to a more positive note. Uh, for Spider-Man PS5 Miles Morales, it is rumored oh. to it is rumored to actually come with the remastered version of Spider-Man PS4 with a bit more content. To be honest, at least from the article that I'm looking at here, it is uh, yeah. claimed. Yeah, um, this rumor was actually said by a very uh, reliable source. I don't necessarily know. I don't necessarily to- know the reliable source to be honest. Toby but you know what? Whatever. Whatever. Toby. <laughs> um, but if this is true, uh, I don't know. How do you feel about this, Luigi? It's, it's gonna be a re- it's gonna include the remaster of PS4 Spider-Man. Is this good? Is this bad? How do you feel about it? Is that like it? wait, is that like a separate game or is that within like Miles Morales' game? Like it's gonna have uh, like how Kingdom Hearts had like the mixes had like one and two in a single game. Are you talking about it's gonna be in like one CD or something? Like, like one yeah, package? Yeah, yeah, like in one. I think package. they're gonna split it. Uh, I think they're gonna split it. It's still, it's still not gonna add on to the price. Um, because actually, it, it might add on to the price. Because from what I'm reading right now, Miles Morales is basically like Lost Legacy. You know, the one that that little mini Uncharted game. Yeah, um, that it cost might, forty I mean, bucks. It might be like one of those like, like extended packages where it's like the games like ends up being like eighty or ninety dollars when you buy okay. it. Okay. Um I know so, you've uh, already played PS4 uh Spider Man. I haven't, so if this is actually true, then uh this is great news for the PS5 uh, as far as for me goes. Um and for anybody who hasn't played PS4 Spider Man, which I feel like everybody already has. But if this is a remaster, I think it's I gonna mean, include the DLC. Yeah, yeah probably that's what I'm expecting. DLC. And I heard good. the DLC was fire. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> I heard the DLC was so good. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of excited for this one. Um, 
Do you think this is gonna be a day one cop for you? <laughs> Yo, my if I well, I don't know if I'm gonna get the PS5 like on release like that. I might chill a bit, but like it's definitely gonna be the first one of the first games I get for PS5. Mm-hmm. That's because the first one was so good. It's I mean, uh, um, I don't know. There's just something about uh, the Marvel universe that just makes for a good game. Like I don't think you can really fuck up that universe. Well, you can obviously because the license, <laughs> the movie yeah. license games. But I'm just saying, if you actually let a studio like Insomniac handle a Marvel, you know, title, it'll they can't fuck it up. I'm just saying, any capable developer cannot fuck the Marvel universe up. Okay, um, this is gonna be a side note, but I'm very concerned about Marvel's Avengers Square Enix is releasing. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I am capping. Yeah, you're right. That frame. I really. Crazy. Yeah, I really don't know how I feel about it. It kind of looks weird, but I'm uh, a, I'm a hold my opinion. I forgot about that shit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I know they have to release it, so they're rushing. I, I can tell that they're rushing. Just based on the trailers, they haven't gotten it um optimized yet. Um, yeah, yeah, the game looks mid. That game looks. Yeah, mid. it really does. Yeah. I hope it's gonna turn out like right. good though. Damn. I thought I was going to end the gaming section on a positive note. Never mind. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Nah, um, yeah. Miles Morales, yo. They better fire. not fuck it up, man. <laughs> they better not fuck it up. I want Peter Parker to retire. Um, I really do. The man, the man's done his work. You know what I'm saying? Just let Miles Morales have his life. That's all probably going to. I mean, they're going to have a separate game for him. It's probably just a solo Miles Morales one. Yeah. Even though it's a shorter game. Um, it's fine, you know. It's something to go off of. Yeah, it's still gonna be a good game. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the anime section of the podcast, um, the main topic for this section is actually gonna be quite related to the other topics that we've talked about in the gaming section, and it's gonna be Legend of Korra. Um. So I know that this is a very old show. It came out in 2012, finished in 2014, and it wasn't initially received well by anybody who was a big fan of avatar the last airbender but i think over time everybody's kind of just like looking back at it they're still looking back at it um especially for the fact that netflix is about to come out with this show bringing it back so it's going to be interesting to see how people kind of feel about it um since it's been six years since it finished but uh for the both of us me and luigi we have actually completed the show so I don't know, Luigi. Let me give you the floor first. How do you feel about uh, Legend of Korra looking back? Um, looking back, yeah, I still really enjoyed Legend of Korra, even though a lot of people say that they don't like it. I, it's still one of my one, like favorite shows to watch up there with Avid, like The Last Airbender. I feel like a lot of people compare it to The Last Airbender, like a lot. I still feel it's like, like the, the Last of Us franchise. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> The Last Airbender. Like, yeah, it's better, but I still think it's like a really good show. Like overall, okay. Um, so I was one of the haters. I, I'm I'm willing to admit this. I don't give a fuck. I'll take my L on this one. I was one of the fucking haters that dropped Cora when it first came out, just because in the first episode, you know, it's the usual excuse for everybody else. Cora, Cora is a very questionable character to start off with. But like, I was I was like in high school. <laughs> Like I didn't know how to handle that shit. <laughs> Come on, yo. Um, I, under- I can't. I can't. Honestly, I don't think 
um i understand that this you know the writer was trying to write a story that that caters i mean with, i guess with the mindset of uh defense of grown up you know he he was writing with that mindset i don't know it, this is kind of like way too grown <laughs> at the time that it was released i don't know yeah it's a lot Honestly, more sure than uh yeah I don't, my high school self could not take this i cannot holy shit um but i recently watched it because now that i'm in a different phase of my life i think that i can learn a lot more with this show with the way that it's set up and uh overall i think that it was amazing just from beginning to end i couldn't necessarily put it in as one of my favorite um shows of all time um just because i just have to i can't i can't let it get away with some of the things that they did badly like well, I don't want to say badly. It just didn't hit for me. But I'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, overall, I think the show is just something to that I think I would actually go back to just so I can revisit some of the lessons that Cora just went through. Um, I think this is this is a show that really did a great job on just landing uh some of the lessons that could be really useful for anybody who's just like really young and just trying to trying to make it out there you know what i'm saying but yeah that's my overall thoughts for cora uh but going back to you luigi what do you have any like pros or cons any like specifics about you know legend of cora that you really like that you really hated anything like that um all right pros probably like i think cora's development as a character was a bit more fleshed out than like ang's development in the legend and the last the last airbender um not on par with like zuko actually kind of like maybe it wasn't as executed as well but like still pretty good comparable to like zuko's which was like the biggest character development in the last airbender in my opinion um but like you know like she started off as being like really like um very stubborn like very headstrong like it was like kind of like my way as a highway and she was like I mean, she was still, like, what, like, 17 or something? Like, figuring things out. And then by the end of, like, season four, like, she had grown so much through, like, what she'd been through. And she was, like, a lot more cooperative and a lot more, like, assessive of, like, situations, too. And it was, like, a really cool, like, growth to see, especially, like, after season three. Um, she grew, like, as a person a lot. It just, like, and there was a time gap, but, like, you kind of like got the sense of like her maturity as she grew from like the biggest time gap was between three and four i think yeah yeah three and four i think it was like a two or three year time gap it was three maybe, maybe, yeah. she was 21 uh by the time that she was in season four she was like in her she was 18 in season three i think but as far as the cons i feel like I feel like I did. I wasn't as invested. It didn't make me feel as invested in the side characters as I was in the last Airbender. And I know, like a lot of people. I don't draw, know if I can agree like, with that. I know a lot of people draw comparisons with the last Airbender. I still think they did like a decent job. But I feel like me myself personally wasn't as invested. Like besides like Korra and like Tenzin. Um, I don't know if I can agree with that. Maybe Asami. Yeah, like I, I did, but I, maybe it's just like. Mako and Bolin were kind of okay with me. Okay. So, um, personally for me, uh, I actually thought that oh, the side character, they did a 
they, they did a decent job with the side characters. I was actually invested in it, but it could be because of the fact that, you know, they did so well with Korra that I mm-hmm. took everybody else seriously because I think the writers kind of wanted, you know, the same pattern with like everybody else. Or at least that's the vibe that I was getting into. So even though some other characters didn't necessarily have um, a more enthralling um, storyline than Korra, I still took it seriously because I think there was still something to learn from them, even though it's not much, especially for Mako, because Mako is, is kind of interesting in its own way. Um, I'll get to that more specifically, maybe a little bit. But um, yeah, overall for the side characters, um, I don't know. I, I feel like you might, I feel like, you, I don't. I, I think you should rewatch it to be honest. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Cora overshadowed the hell out of everybody else. Like Tenzin yeah. was the only one that could catch up. Tenzin was the only one to catch up. I don't think. I don't think they did a bad job with it. Um, I just think like when you compare, I, th- I still think it was a good job in like defining like the characters' like importance and like building them. I just think like in comparison to like. The Last Airbender, I can see why people didn't enjoy that part as much. Uh, but I don't want to keep sticking to like comparing it to The Last Airbenders. I feel like yeah, I wasn't going to either. Like... Yeah, because I don't remember much about The Last Airbender, like episode by episode or anything like that. So I can't really speak on that. Um, I think I think the sh- I think Korra also has gained its own merit to a point where yeah, it can just stand on its own. It's it's a completely different show. I feel like comparing Absolutely. it to the last Airbender is kind of like uh, it takes away from it. Almost makes it takes away from the fact that it's a good show. Like both are good shows yeah. in their own right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that if Korra was not what like if Avatar: The Last Airbender didn't exist, this would be fine. It would be like yeah, everyone, no one would. It would be fine. Everybody would be like saying Korra's their waifu and shit. Like <laughs> I swear to fucking god, they would. Wait, how did they you just hate her because there's there's something to compare her with. That's why they hate her. Yeah, I um, feel like what are you about to say? it's kind of hard to just compare it to Avatar: The Last Airbender. You're kind of taking away from the fact that it's a good show just because yeah. you feel like The Last Airbender was like the OG and it's better. Yeah, um, but that's yeah, why was, that's why was, it's such a good like topic to talk about. Just because you know the fan base has always been. <laughs> there, for anything that's really huge obviously the fan base is always going to get toxic but i do hope in the future fan bases would understand how to actually separate like like sequels from its like predecessors or anything like that like it's i um like for legend of Korra, i think you should give it like its flowers because it did a great job for standing on its own in my opinion yeah no for sure i think it did a good job on its own too all right how did you feel okay. about the second season, though? That's probably the most controversial season. Second season? I was fucking yeah. bored. That was the worst season. Really? Yeah, it was the worst season. I mean, like, when I say it's the worst season, I didn't say it was that bad. Because, like, Tenzin held... Tenzin carried the fuck out of that season. In if you... what sense would you say? Like, why would Because you that's the when they introduced uh, Tenzin and his siblings and how Aang was actually not a good father. And then everybody... That... Yeah, like, Boomy and then, um, fuck, what's her name? God damn it, I forgot sister. Kaya. Kaya. Yeah. Their relationship with one another carried the entire season. Even though it was only like in the first half of the second season. <laughs> Wait, was that why you didn't like it? No, I didn't like it because um I don't like um when certain shows introduce uh so many new um power-ups or anything like that. Mm. Um I'm not necessarily saying that it's a big negative for for me, but it's hard to really get into uh certain power-ups 
uh, when it just keeps happening like every fucking two seconds. No, not two seconds. I might be capping, but um, if you like, give me if you give me some ending. lore to go to go off of, cause, cause like Korra becoming a big ass fucking giant doesn't make fucking. Oh uh, yeah, that part was kind of was pretty weird. I think like the lore between like the Avatar and like how they came to be was kind. You was, like Juan? Just okay. <laughs> Yo, Juan was my boy, bro. Fuck Juan. Dude, that that that. The reason why. <laughs> he the reason why Vatsu got out of the... No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so I have nothing against Juan. I thought the story was actually a nice change of pace. It's like, okay, I get to learn a little bit more about the history. I get to take a, like a, like a seat back. Because, like, there was a lot of, like, emotional lessons that I had to, you know, kind of grasp onto in Korra. And then when they introduced the Juan, I was like, okay, cool. Okay, we're, start, we're, we're getting to a more ABC kind of, like, history lesson kind of thing. So it was nice. It was a nice change of pace. I will say that. Yeah, um, I thought the I thought making Aang like a bad pair was kind of interesting. Not gonna lie, it was expected. Yeah. Um. Oh man, God, I have so many thoughts about Korra. Uh, let me just try to organize it real quick because I want to talk about Aang too. Um. But anyways, um, let's see. Season two. Uh. So let me take time to organize. <laughs> There's so many fucking thoughts about season two right now. Um, okay, so Janora being a motherfucking power up boost for Korra, like, bro, it was already good enough that Korra, <laughs> that Korra could turn into a giant, but you want to add some more bullshit by making Janora as like another power up boost for Korra. Um, oh, like how he got like the spiritual side. Yeah, look, look, it was nice that you know Janora was like you know spirit sensitive or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, I accepted that. I don't necessarily need that explanation, but you're fucking telling me that Janora just got like You know what? Look, I get it. It's the fucking solstice. Sure, I'll accept that. It's whatever. It's a one time thing. It's not like it's gonna happen. I have to wait another ten thousand years to like accept <laughs> it again. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um here's the thing with season two. I don't give a fuck about Vatu. I don't. I think he's he's the weakest villain, even though he has the strongest powers. Because you never really explained how fucking powerful this man is. Like, I keep comparing Batu to O. Is it is his name Ozai? Fire Lord Ozai or whatever. Yeah. Because it's the same concept, okay? <laughs> like this man, this man just wants like, this man is very power hungry. You know, he just wants to rule the entire world, and he's and he's supposedly like you know, uh, the final boss for like Huan. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't show his his prominence he's like he never showed how fucking threatening he is like ozai ozai was so threatening you, you didn't, he wasn't even on screen and he was fucking like scary as hell like you just heard about like his existence for like yeah like vatu season. bro vatu's a bitch like all i know about him is that uh uh fuck what's what's the what's what's the what's her what's his opposite again Bravo. yeah so for 10,000 years, Rava has kept a hold of Vatu, so he's a bitch at that time. And then he got let go of Juan. Um, I didn't, and I guess he went through like um, a power up arc. Like <laughs> he got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then he still got bitched. He still got bitched up by Juan at the end. So he's definitely not threatening. And then now you expect me to actually be scared of him when Korra fights him? I'm like, bro, he's about to get bitched out. Like the most disappointing thing about Vatu is that he didn't adapt. 
I did think... the same fuck. He did the same strategy. I was like, yo, why didn't you kill Korra? I mean, on, dog. I know you took away her powers. I think the most upsetting thing about having Batu as a villain was just like he was the opposite of Rava and he was like some like dark spirit. So just like, oh. Yeah, he was a like, generic a, dark spirit. Yeah, like, a, <laughs> I'm like supposed kind to of like, oh. threat? Yeah, like, like, He's stuck oh, in the tree. <laughs> like, he wants darkness. Like, his whole like kind of goal and mission was like, oh, he wants to put the world into darkness because he's that dark spirit, you know? Like, I don't really like yeah, villains I'm that dark, don't I'm have dark. like, yeah, they don't have like some type of background to like why or like ambition to like why they want to do that. Like, Ozai, like, you can understand, like, he was raised that way. Like, that was Sozin's like ambition. And then, like, he had like meaning. He wanted to expand the Fire Nation. And to do that, like, his objective was, I'm going to burn down, like, the Earth Kingdom. Like, that made sense, kind of, you know. Um, Zaheer. Um, I mean, honestly, wait, wait, hold up. I don't want to move on to Zaheer yet because, okay. like, he, he's one of the better villains. Um, but for Vatu, um, he, I didn't necessarily need too much lore. I just wanted to understand why is this man like the most threatening um the technically technically he's supposed to be the most threatening like a uh, villain out of everybody yeah but he's he's not scary he is not i'm not invested in this guy at all like i think the i think when you want to i think i heard that season two was supposedly like the final the final book as far as like ran like it's supposed to be the final arc i think somebody right about that yeah i I'm think so to, i'm gonna have to watch um, i think that's what was planned initially yeah, because it felt that way. Like, I feel like Vatu, like, for some reason, I felt like Vatu was supposed to be, like, the final boss for Korra. But he, he's the season two villain. That's all he is. He also uh, didn't get, like, much that. screen time or whatever for you to be invested into him either. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the only biggest con. That's the biggest con that I really have about season two. The, the villain wasn't necessarily set up pretty well. I was willing to accept all the power-ups, even though I still hated it. But um, yeah, Vatsu was the one that really held back the entire show. Cause okay, last thing about yeah, Vatsu. Uh, um, that's fair. Okay, so Vatsu, Vatsu, uh, lost to Huan because Rava, you know, finally, um, finally, you know, merged. Yeah, merged with like Huan, and then got the Avatar state like clean or, or something like that, right? He didn't adapt to that because Korra did the same thing, and he almost got locked away again until um. Uh, as a, I think it's Unalak. I forgot his yeah, name. Yeah, Unalak. Yeah, Unalak. Yeah, until Unalak saved his ass. So like, I can't respect this man. This man didn't didn't like adapt to anything. He he spent ten thousand years in that tree of awakening, and he did not adapt to anything. He just went to the same rampage all over again. Like <laughs> that dude deserved to be like locked away forever. It's also kind of like, what do you expect? Like, even though Unalak became like an avatar mm -hmm. too, basically. Yeah, he became a dark like, avatar. What? Yeah, but it was also and just still, like... Yeah, he still got bitched out. But the avatar is like mad weak unless... It's like he's like mad basic unless he learned the other elements. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you expect him to compete with Korra? Bruh. He's been literally trained since, like, she was a kid with Bruh. all the elements. Like, Yeah. Like, it made me... The, like, season two almost made me hate the entire, like, power-ups in, in, like, the avatar universe. Like completely, just because you know yeah. there was no counter to Avatar State. Like I, I don't care how powerful Zaheer is, just because, just because Avat he doesn't have a counter to Avatar State. He kind of did. 
he he really did actually. I mean, but still, they, but still they, Avatar kinda, State is so fucking powerful. Yeah, they justified Zaheer because of the poison, and he was like, it wasn't just like one dude; it was like four other like really unique gifted benders. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, season three, season three was okay. I liked it. Uh, season three, I actually liked a lot. Um, from what I've heard, season three is supposed to be the best season, as far as like the majority of the fan base uh, agreed on. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, just like, because the here is probably, I guess, the most fleshed out or something like that, the one that made the most sense. Um, yeah. The here doesn't really hit it for me. Like I he said, doesn't I, hit it for me either, to be honest with you. I look. He might be the villain that makes the most sense, but Kovira is literally the most threatening one that I <laughs> that I was scared of the most. I of all the villains feel like Zaheer made a lot of sense, but I wasn't really sure, like entirely, like what he ain't that amb- crazy his ambitions. Well, I thought it was like good that like he was supposed to be like even as like a he just got his airbending abilities. But, like, I thought it was cool that when he fought Tenzin, like, he still got, like, slapped because Tenzin's, like, a master and he's been doing that for years. Like, I don't know. Really if, <laughs> if, 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 if Zaheer won that, I would have been, like, really tight. It would have been, like, a, like, like, Tenzin's I mean, been the training. man learned how to years. fly. That, too. Like, that fly. was, like, cool. But I think that was more of, like, a spiritual thing than anything. Um, still, I like the man has proven himself to, like, learn super quick. Yeah. And, like you know, I I, I would have believed if he actually like beat Tenzin. Because Tenzin think... Tenzin's an old dude. Keep in mind, he's been like lacking. Like I love Tenzin, I really yeah. do. But you know, he's a father now. He, he's not the same. I think um, like here isn't as threatening because he's like personality. Even though he's like an extremist, like his personality was kind of made out to be kind of like guru ish. He always followed that one guru. Yeah. yeah um so yeah. it wasn't that threatening in that sense i think his ambition was like somewhat like it had some sense to it like trying to end the avatar cycle because of the avatar he felt like the avatar itself was like something that wasn't imbalanced in the world or whatever so that was kind of like believable as opposed right. to like just like vatu after especially after vatu just being like oh i'm a dark spirit so i want to yeah, there's not much to actually, you know. Yeah, there wasn't really much to work with there. Um, yeah. I like the fact that he actually had like a group too. I thought that was a nice change of pace instead of just like a singular villain. I guess, but like, um, bruh, that group got decimated. I thought that group was a threat too, especially the guy that knows how to lava bend. Oh uh, yeah, dude. He's just cool. He's just cool. He like Bolin can fucking <laughs> like Bolin just learned how to fucking lava bend. <laughs> he just yeah. Him up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how I felt about that either. Like, Dude's specialty was lava bending, and then Bolin just came out of nowhere and sunned him. <laughs> Dog, I don't know. They light all the three, all of them. All of them, to be honest, are light compared to like their main competitors. Like Zahir Takora, he, he's not gonna hold a candle. Even with the poison, he doesn't hold a candle. Yeah, well, it was actually. still like he did. It was really close though. Still. Yeah. Um. <laughs> The the girl that has no arms that's a waterbender. I didn't care about her. The the one that I thought was almost a threat was the one that shoots explosives off of her eye. The one that was like a freaking I, I like that, that woman. She was crazy yeah. tall. 
Bro, I like that death. <laughs> they put a helmet on her ass and then she dead. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. That was probably the most, like, they didn't show it. That was probably the most graphic death. as Apart from, like, when Zaheer, like, suffocated the, took the air out of the Earth King, like, like Queen's lungs. Oh, that, that was, was pretty crazy. crazy. That was light. That was light. But damn, like, she blew her head up. She killed her. Bad. Yeah, she killed herself. <laughs> I can imagine it in my head. I was like, oh. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Sister's um, cool though. Like yeah. I like the Airbenders returning. That was pretty yeah. interesting. Um, I would put season three um a little bit above season two, but I would still put season one over season three. I know, okay. I know yeah. that I That's know fair. that might be a little controversial, but I think the villain that they had for season one was really solid. They could have built up on that. Yeah, he could have been the main villain for the entire series. Series for all I care. I think the conflict between benders and non-benders was a really interesting. Like, yeah, I can't believe that revolution ended with that dude. Yeah, that, dude that was, was so influential. Weird. That dude was so influential, and he and when he died, everybody died. Like, I mean, the hope for like non-benders. That's crazy. I feel like it would just like, oh, let's move on so that that plot point doesn't keep repeating. But like, <sighs> man, he he was too yeah, influential. That was, that was like, really good, he could move like, waves. He could move but, waves. And then he also had a really sad ending too, especially with his brother oh, yeah, like blowing up the boat. He, bro, honestly, you might like. I would put that. I would put the main villain for season one over Oz oh, here. He he was very. Yeah, no, like, I, I, that would be. I was invested him. He put a tear out before he died. He put a tear out. I was like, that said a lot. That said a lot. Because his history's fucked up. Yeah. Know? Um, bloodbending is fucking ridiculous. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. A dude, <laughs> he could, like, he's the one that can hold a candle to Korra. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm gonna oh, yeah, Bloodbending is nuts. It's fucking ridiculous, dog. I, him being, them being able to do it without the moon was pretty crazy. That's why I was mad when it's like, yo, you took away her bending, and then she got fucking airbender. Like, she's an airbender. Now. Yeah. And then, I, you, how do you get fucked by an airbender? Why is the same? Like, you could you handled her when she had like other three elements, but you got fucked like it because she got airbending. What? I can't, bro. He was a good villain, man. He was such a good villain. He had plans too. He was probably the most sophisticated as far as like carrying out plans goes, because he's not just like going out like uh like Zahir was just going out and trying to like fucking kill yeah, everybody. Yeah, just like no fucks. Brolic. Yeah, he I, I think I think Amon. Fucks. Yeah, like his like him having like an agenda was really yeah. good. I like season one a lot. It's probably my favorite. Season. So much potential with him on, man. That was crazy. Also, that was, I mean, obviously, you know, since it's the first season, it's its the one where you pay attention the most when it comes to just uh, the development for all of the characters. Um, speaking of development, um, I wanted to get back into Mako. Um, Mako was argued to be, like, the most hated one, I think so. Um, which is fair. Which is fair. But I think that, I think it was pretty relatable. He's probably the character that I relate to the most. I think yeah, I would I would agree with that too. Cause um, all the way to the bitter end, he still he was still on his purpose. Like he was very awkward with um his exes and stuff like that. But um at the same time, he eventually found a way to just like be cool with them. And he and he never really got sad about you know the prospect that he's probably had the weakest like yeah um not the weakest development, but. He's, he he doesn't really get much of like uh how do you say it? a celebration or anything like that as far as the others every everybody else took a W Mako's really the one who's taking L's all the time you know 
Okay, okay, I guess, yeah. No, for real, like, okay, Bolin got Bolin got his, uh, got his girl. Uh, Korra got um, Asami. Asami, and then Asami also um, let go of her transgressions against her father. Uh, Mako's... What the fuck does Mako have? <laughs> Mako's just being a real-ass motherfucker. He just wants to be a police dude. Him, bro. Dude's a detective, huh? bro. He's married yeah, to the case, no, dude. There's... There's nothing enjoyable about his life, but he's like he's set on that purpose. You know, he's that kind of dude. And I respect that. I know. I feel like Mako has just always been like the responsible, you know? Like he's, he's not that responsible. Well, in like terms of like he's he's always he worried fucking, about like taking care of like Bolin. He did Asami wrong, bro. I mean, yeah. How dare you how dare you give Bolin relationship advice when you can't even like be straight up with Asami? Are you fucking kidding me, bro? He's always yeah. like working shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um, he didn't even break up officially with Asami. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that was he did not. Up. Did not. He did not. He did not. All right. That shit was. I I can. I mean, I can forgive him for that, but like at the same time, like he he got lucky with um with those two girls. They still don't hate him. That's crazy. Well, not hate him, but like, that he's still cool with them. Um, yeah. But um, like I said, um, it was interesting to just see Mako uh, develop or not really develop because I don't necessarily expect every character to develop. It's okay for Mako to just be a, a bit more stagnant, um, just because um, I kind of get where he, I kind of get the vibe that he's trying to go with. Like he's kind of just like the big brother that's always been more in, more focused on just like being the responsible one and then just trying to do everything he can to like move waves to protect the people that he cares about and stuff like that. Like. He doesn't necessarily um, want anything more than that. You know what I'm saying? He's just very focused. Or maybe he does. He's just, not, he's just very unemotional for the most part. That's all. I feel like he's just always been like that dude that's always really invested in his work. Yeah, that, that's that's perfect. Yeah, like that's basically what I got out of Mako. Yeah. You like, know? Like he picked his work over Korra. Like he, even when he was like pro-bending, like he was super serious about it. Yeah. It, like trying to keep his teammates like grounded and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then like obviously like his family stuff like looking after bullwood yeah he's he's he doesn't develop much but he does he does enough to be an intriguing character all the way throughout because you I, i'm pretty sure um we, we at least know a dude that's like him something like that <laughs> yeah or it could be me <laughs> it's a very it. like realistic dude just be me. I could. I could just be. This, I could just be like a Mako for the rest of my life. Fuck it. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. I don't want to be. Fuck that shit. Just committed I'm to good. the work. I'm not. Com- I'm. I'm committed to the work, but I want to be happy when I'm working. I don't want to be a fucking detective like Mako. I mean, he, it was. It was really nice to see him. Um, uh, be friends with the the Earth King. You know the the soon. Oh yeah, King. what's his name? It again? was really cool. I forgot. Woo? Yeah, but he 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 grew he grew on me. Well, he wasn't really hateful. I thought he was cool. He was oh, yeah. annoying at first, but then yeah, he was, he cool. was cool. He was cool. He got he, he he understands what kind of lane he has to be in so he can be a proper king. You know, he really utilized his personality for that, and that was great. Um 